shadow people, visitors from another realm that are darker than the night itself. Seeing these beings often results in fear, especially when they have glowing red eyes. Some who come into contact with them report having energy, heat, or life itself sucked from them. Are these shadowy beings evil, seeking to do us harm? Or are they merely misunderstood entities from another dimension? Consider these things and more on this episode of The Supernatural Explorer. Supernatural Explorers, welcome to episode 26, Realm of the Shadow People, and why they suck energy and light. It seems to me, for as many people who report seeing Sasquatch and UFOs outside, even more people encounter shadow beings right in their own homes. What are shadow people? Well, that depends on who you talk to. Opinions vary. However, enough people have experienced them and enough of what is reported overlaps to get a pretty clear picture as to what can and does occur when shadow people appear. And yes, as their name suggests, they are shadows that appear in the shape of people. When they visit, they often do so inside at night. They are seen as total blackness, darker than the night itself. For those who encounter them, fear is a common response. Some who come in physical contact with these shadows report feeling like their own energy or that life itself is being sucked from them. Witnesses and the rooms they are in can also become noticeably colder. Occasionally, these shadow beings have glowing red eyes. I believe most of the reports to be true, especially considering the experiences of friends, family, and myself. My experience happened just after a time that I had been actively trying to connect with shadow people in an attempt to understand them better. In fact, a few weeks had gone by since I was focusing on them, so I was surprised when I awoke in the middle of the night to one leaning over my bed, its face just inches from mine. Luckily, I was waking from a very blissful dream, and because I felt so light and carefree, I wasn't startled by its unexpected presence. I was actually glad to see one. I don't think it even noticed that I had opened my eyes. And what was most remarkable for me was seeing that it was indeed darker than the night itself. What do I mean by that? Well, if my room during the day is 0% dark, 
then by contrast, I'd say my room at night gets, at best, 80% dark. I don't have blackout curtains, and I can always see the outline of the furniture, windows, etc. There is always some starlight, moonlight, or light pollution coming in through my bedroom window that is never pitch black. In fact, being from and living in the suburbs my whole life, I've only seen a pitch black night once in my life. And shout out to my friend Woody, because he was there. For those of you who didn't tune in back then, Woody and I did a paranormal night trip where we counted, I believe it was nine supernatural things that happened. This was episode seven, Pandemonium Night Trip. Well, a few months after that, we went back to Pandemonium for a follow-up, but that episode never aired. I'd went to bed very late the night before, and I just didn't have the energy for the trip or the show, and I was too stubborn at the time to follow signs and cancel it. It was still fun venturing out with Woody, but I'd say zero supernatural things happened that night. Except that we were in the country, in the forest, in the mountains, midnight, pouring freezing rain, no lights anywhere, and I got to see what pitch black looks like. It was pretty creepy. I have no doubt had a shadow figure been standing two inches in front of me then and there, I wouldn't have seen it. Its total blackness would have merged with the total blackness of the night. And I was already cold, so I wouldn't have sensed that phenomena either. But in my room that night, in its only 80% darkness, I could easily see all the other usual outlines in my room and the black head examining me as I lay there looking at it. Since I wasn't cold, didn't feel any fear, or energy or life-sucking happening, and it really seemed more like a curious dog than any threat, and I love dogs by the way, I smiled and gently shut my eyes and let it do whatever it was doing. I opened my eyes two or three more times over the next few minutes, and it remained in its same basic position until it was just gone. When I was a young kid, I remember my sister reporting that she woke up one night to three shadow figures standing over her bed. She was frightened, but just because they startled her, they weren't doing anything but watching her. No coldness, no energy sucking, no red eyes. My very intuitive friend Marie also had at least three encounters with shadow people that I can recall now, though I'm sure she's told me of even more. Once she was getting ready for bed, brushing her teeth, and in the reflection of her bathroom window, she could see a shadow standing in the hall behind her. When she turned to look, there was nothing there. But when she looked back in the window's reflection, he was still just standing there in the hall watching her. Quite unnerving, she said. Another time, she was cleaning a TV and she could see a shadow figure in the reflection of the screen. She described the building where that occurred as being a creepy place. But those two are just the warm-ups. Her third encounter has many of the elements people describe. Marie was laying on her bed one night, on her side, totally zoned into her phone. She felt a cool breeze on the back of her legs and intuitively started to roll back so her now chilly skin would be against the blanket. 
She rolled right into the shadow that was behind her that was causing the cold breeze. She suddenly couldn't breathe and jumped up toward her headboard to break the hold. The shadow was now next to her bed inches away. It then turned into smoke and disappeared in the ceiling. Not a pleasant experience any way you look at it. And it's easy in hearing about these and other stories to jump to conclusions that shadow people are bad or evil. Are they? What exactly are shadow people and where do they come from? Perhaps if we can understand that better, we can make better judgments about what their motives may or may not be. So, is there something that can explain the reasons for the experiences of those who encounter shadow people? Being of the belief that everything, once understood, can be explained simply, I look for the simplest explanation for all of this, which brings us back to the vibratory theory of reality. I brought this concept up last show in discussing wormholes. The crux of it is that, in short, everything that we experience as reality happens within a vibratory spectrum that then helps us define the rules of that spectrum. Even simpler, the foundation of everything is vibration, and there is a natural way that vibes interact with one another. If all that just sounds like words to you right now, no worries. Some examples will make it crystal clear. Let's look at how when different vibes encounter one another, natural forces will seek to balance them. An easy to understand example of this, take a hot cup of tea and throw an ice cube in it. And naturally, soon enough, you'll have a cooler cup of tea without ice. If you understand how ice naturally melts in hot liquid to form cooler liquid, then by the end of this, you will understand just about everything you wanted to know about shadow people. I'll explain further, but yes, the concepts really are that simple. To better understand what might be happening when we encounter shadow people, let's look a bit more into the process of what exactly happens when higher vibrations encounter lower ones. Going back to the example with liquids, imagine a warm body of water, which is a higher vibration, is lowered gently onto a cold body of water that represents the lower vibration. If these were sentient bodies, the warm water would suddenly feel cold and the cold water would suddenly feel warm natural forces would instantly seek to balance the two of them. Warm water would start to flow down into the cold, while conversely, cold water would flow up into the warm water. The higher vibrations of the warm water would raise the temperature of the cold water, and the lower vibrations of the cold water would lower the temperature of the warm water until a balanced temperature, a balanced vibration, was reached between the two of them. The same holds true for lights of a different vibration that encounter one another, though it happens so fast as to seem instantaneous. If you were to take a green light as a higher vibration and mix it with a red light that has a lower vibration, 
the natural balancing between the two would create a yellow light. And yellow is on the vibratory spectrum between green and red. So, from those two examples in nature, you can see how not only do natural forces balance different vibes, but that higher vibes speed up lower ones, while lower vibes slow down higher ones. Last episode, we talked about naturally occurring wormholes and how light beings use them as passageways, like Sasquatch and ETs. I went on to clarify that these travelers were more likely raising themselves to a vibration even higher than light to do this. If there are vibratory realms that exist above what we perceive as our spectrum of reality, then the math suggests that there are vibratory realms below us as well. For the sake of examination, let's say for now that this lower vibratory realm is where the shadow beings come from. Will that make sense together with what we understand about them and what we understand about the vibratory nature of reality? Let's put it to the test. From my friend Marie's story and other stories, there is the phenomena of coldness associated with shadow people. If something from our realm, a higher vibratory realm, encounters something from the shadow realm, a lower vibratory realm, then it's not surprising that the same natural balancing would occur. Energetically, higher vibrations going to lower, and vice versa, could, as we've seen, be experienced by the higher vibes as getting colder, like the example of the warm water getting colder. On another level of subtlety, higher energies going into lower ones could feel like energy or life itself leaving you, being sucked from you. All these are examples of natural consequences of higher vibrations coming into contact with lower ones. And like with the water example and the light example, this does not necessarily make the lower, slower vibes bad or evil. They just are. Shadow people appearing as darkness despite the light may be a bit harder to grasp, though I had three possible explanations come to me. First, at night you are dealing with increasingly darker shades of gray that are close to black. So if the higher vibration of the 80% darkness of a room mixed with the lower vibration of 100% blackness of a being from another realm, it might average out to 90% darkness and still appear darker than the room. Second, we can understand this by looking at a similar natural occurrence where something of a significantly lower vibration sucks in energy and light. Here, I'm talking about black holes. Perhaps, as black holes are extreme examples of lower vibes that suck everything higher in, so do shadow people, to a lesser degree, suck in energy and light. Third, we can look at people's experiences with beings on the flip side of the spectrum. People who encounter beings from higher vibes that they may refer to as celestial or angels, even when it's a bright day, these beings are reported to emit light that is brighter than bright, 
brighter than the sun. People also report feeling as if their troubles, their lower vibes, are being lifted up off them, and that uplifting and energizing higher vibes are entering them, just like warm water does with cold water. And it's interesting when you look at things from that perspective, of us being the lower vibes seeking to interact with the higher vibes, because then you can wonder, when angels encounter us humans, regardless of our motives or intentions, are they like, ugh, these energy sucks again? Does us potentially being energy sucks to those on a higher vibe make us bad or evil? Perhaps, to no greater or lesser a degree than shadow people are. I mean, even when we encounter people of our own earthly realm, individual results are going to vary. But getting back to the reason for the analogy, if vibes from above can make things brighter than bright, could those from below make things darker than dark? Maybe. Something is definitely happening, and there are enough viable explanations for it. Definitely interesting to consider, and all this does make me question, if we humans look to beings of a higher vibratory level for guidance, might these shadow people be doing the same, reaching up to us for guidance? Perhaps. Oh, and before I totally forget, I think the only thing left to cover is people sometimes seeing shadow people with red glowing eyes. All I can say is that would jive, theoretically, with them coming from a lower vibratory level. If something was mostly darkness compared to us, but then could muster a higher vibe to produce light on our realm, red would be the first color, followed by orange, yellow, and the rest of the colors of the rainbow. Likewise, if beings had violet eyes, they might be coming from a higher vibe. So red does not necessarily represent evil, but may be the only light vibration they can muster. Now that we have all this additional information to consider, what can we do with it? How can we use it to help avoid or facilitate vibratory transfers with shadow people? In the episode about overcoming sleep paralysis and alien abduction, I talked about the power of belief, and belief does play into all this as well. On average, most people don't routinely come into contact with beings from higher or lower vibratory realms. On average, most of what makes us us vibrates within the realm of our earthly existence, especially the parts that we sense. But as we are also learning, there are parts of us that do have the ability to travel to any point in space-time, our consciousness or spirits, that are only limited by our beliefs. Experience a rough week, let the world get to you more than usual, allow your self-care to slip a bit, and your unseen vibes can dip lower than normal and connect you to a lower realm, opening the door to its inhabitants. Have a great week, enjoying your relationships, communing with nature, eating and being healthy, and your unseen vibes could raise you up into a more heavenly realm and expose you to their inhabitants. Believe in 
or just plain understanding our unseen vibes certainly allows for better care and control. And disbelief does not make anything less real or discount one from experiencing higher or lower realms. If you do find yourself in a space where you are encountering a shadow being and you're not curious like me and you want to be left alone, then going positive, raising your vibe, is your best defense. For many, this means praying or calling on something higher than you to raise you up. Fear is the worst response because it will lower your vibe even more. But you can't tell people not to do something like, don't be afraid, which is why I say to focus on the opposite, focus on something positive. If you're not afraid, and your spidey senses aren't otherwise tingling, consider if the shadow person before you is perhaps seeking some help, some light, some higher vibes, and lovingly send some their way. All right, for all you explorers and seekers out there, I hope this provided more food for thought and added something of value to your understanding of just how the supernatural might be at work here. I have some more thoughts brewing around all this, and when they come to the surface, I'll be sure to share them. In the meantime, I hope you're all doing well. Till next time, everyone. Peace.